Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Thursday, December 12th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, the National Rifle Association Foundation has contributed big money to Missouri schools and 4-H programs in recent years. It supports youth shooting programs. I think air rifle could encourage people to use rifles and weapons in a good way, in positive way. But some say it's an effort to grow future gun owners. We'll have that story in a few minutes. First, these headlines. The ability of prosecutors in Missouri to undo wrongful convictions is in the hands of a state appeals court. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports on yesterday's oral arguments in the case of Lamar Johnson. The case centers on whether St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner has the authority to ask for a new trial for Johnson. She did so in July, saying her Conviction Integrity Unit had found pervasive misconduct by the police and prosecutors in Johnson's 1995 murder conviction. But a judge ruled the state law and court rules made Gardner's request improper. The same judge asked the attorney general to defend that position in court. The ACLU's Tony Rothert watched the arguments. He says the attorney general is taking the position that defendants with very little resources have to fight their own wrongful convictions. That is not what the Constitution requires. That's not what other states do, and that shouldn't be the case in Missouri either. There is no time frame for the three-judge panel to issue its opinion. I'm Rachel Lipman, St. Louis Public Radio. There is another effort in Jefferson City to pass a statewide prescription drug monitoring program. Republican State Representative Holly Rader from Sykeston says she can get it passed in the upcoming legislative session, especially with a national push to reduce opioid-related deaths. She says it's personal. One of my stepdads was a dealer. I had quite a bit of a different lifestyle than many of my colleagues. You know, I had to quit school at 15 to help take care of my family and had my first baby at 16. I've seen some things that maybe some others haven't. Missouri is the only state without a statewide prescription drug monitoring program. Rader and two Democratic lawmakers have also introduced legislation to modernize Missouri's HIV laws. The nonprofit immigrant health clinic Casa de Salud has named Diego Abente its next president and CEO. Here's St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Phantom. Abente says he took the job because he's committed to the clinic's mission of providing care to foreign-born people without insurance. He's worked as a lawyer in South America and at a nonprofit treating malaria in Equatorial Guinea. Abente says his experience working around the world has convinced him medical providers need to serve their clients with cultural sensitivity. This idea of really asking people what their ideal patient-health provider relationship would look like and would sound like and to be more sensitive to that and to try to provide services in a way um, that acknowledges and recognizes those expectations. Abente says Spanish-speaking people make up the core of Casa de Salud's client base, but he hopes the clinic can serve more immigrants of other backgrounds. Abente will begin leading the Shoto Avenue Clinic early next year. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. It should be another big day in Washington. The House Judiciary Committee is expected to vote on two articles of impeachment against President Donald Trump. St. Louis Public Radio will have live coverage of the committee hearing, along with analysis today from NPR. Between 2010 and 2016, the charitable arm of the National Rifle Association donated more than $1 million to schools and 4-H clubs in Missouri. 
That's the highest total in the Midwest. Reporter Seth Bodine takes a look at the NRA Foundation's support of youth shooting sports in Missouri and how it raises questions for some. The Poplar Bluff Trap Team is practicing at its local gun club on a recent Saturday in November. And while the sun is still up and the team is still shooting, head trap team coach Sandy Pike is giving advice as a new member prepares to aim his shotgun and attempts to shoot a clay target out of the air. She tells him to lift up his shotgun, and when he's ready... Since starting in 2010, the trap team has grown from 8 to about 30 members. And Pike says that's thanks to outside funding. Between 2010 and 2017, it received more than $40,000 from the NRA Foundation, the most of any K-12 program in the state. Donald Cash's children have competed with Poplar Bluff's team for about nine years and says funding from the NRA Foundation and other groups is key. Um, the NRA, friends of the NRA, that's what bought our trailer that we carry everything in. Um, of course, you can't have the guns at the school, so so we use the trailer. Parent pulls it, but but the NRA money bought that, so it, it's really good. It's a, it's unbelievable. Yeah. In a written statement, an NRA spokesperson says the surge of grants since 2010 can be attributed to an increase of attendance and donations at NRA fundraising events and the popularity of NRA's programs like competitive shooting, hunting, and self-defense programs. But some think that the foundation's efforts might have other implications. Robert Spitzer is a political science professor at SUNY Cortland in New York, who has written five books about gun control. Spitzer says the percentage of young people who own guns has been lowering over the years. To compensate, there has been, I think, a renewed push to work through organizations and to cultivate and support activities that would put guns in the hands of young people so that they can acquire the gun habit and will continue to maintain gun ownership and gun habits into adulthood. At a student air rifle tournament at the school in the small town of Clever, just outside Springfield, Missouri, students in the gym wait for the signal from a whistle to shoot at their targets. The student air rifle program trains school teachers so that they can teach air riflery to students. The program provides grants to schools to help purchase their equipment, which can cost more than $3,000. Those funds come from the NRA Foundation. Tristan Record is a 15-year-old who started in the program two years ago. In 2018, he was the state champion. As for his views on guns... Some people use them in a bad way, and some people use them in a good way. I think... Air rifle could encourage people to use rifles and weapons in a good way, in positive way. Kessler Bodenstein is the archery and air rifle coach for the School of Clever. His school was one of the pilot programs for the state. Bodenstein says the kids he teaches are aware of gun issues like school shootings, which is one of the reasons why he emphasizes safety. You know, because they've seen the news just like we have, and they will come to us and say, you know, here we hear about school shootings, and here we are shooting in school. And I'm like, yeah, it's fun, isn't it? And they're like, I know. It's, it's, you know, because they get the irony of what we're doing. Bodenstein says students have to get 100% on a test about range rules and how to use equipment safely before participating. The SAR program is expected to spread to other towns in Missouri and plans to expand to other states. I'm Seth Bodine. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway.
Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.